Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Third Wheel Podcast. On today's episode, we have one of my longtime friends, Kat. We have a super dope conversation with her, and it was a really good time. We hope you enjoy. Peace. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Cat was not down for the. Cat, can we get her one solitary no. air horn? Well, was it, was I supposed weird. to be in on that? Just, <laughs> Just give us yeah. one. Just give us one right now. <laughs> yeah, nice. that's good. That's all we need. <laughs> Very airy. We'll add some reverb to that and it should be good. Okay, great. <laughs> Gary, can you auto-tune that? I'll auto-tune Fog the horn. air horn. No, I, I didn't know if I would be like in the honored seat to join that little sound, so just let you oh, know. No, it's okay. We at, we got a solo one now and I'm going to auto-tune it, probably put some reverb on it, maybe some Whoa. delay and... It'll be a good time. Loop it. Maybe it'll be get like a Justin Bieber verse on Let's it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a hit. <laughs> Where are you Oops. at right now, Kat? Uh, yeah, I'm in Calgary in a dorm. <laughs> it looks the, very at dormy the University in there. of Calgary. Yeah. Sick. There's a nice window beside me though, and it's really green and beautiful outside, so that's great. Nice. How's the how's the weather there? Gary was just saying that he's in a storm in Edmonton. Oh, really? It's like torrential downpour. Oh, really? No, yeah. it's really nice today. It rained like for a minute, but now it's really beautiful. So, gonna play some Edmund- soccer tonight. Woo! Edmonton yeah, was- sucks. That's why the weather's so shitty there, Garrett. <laughs> that's that's true. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, there's whoa, just whoa. a dark cloud over Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. Um, Easy. Also, for everyone listening right now, I just want to describe Kat's microphone situation because it's hilarious. <laughs> She's got a little Zoom recorder, which for those of you who don't know, it's like a little handheld portable recorder. And instead of having a little windscreen like mic sock on it, she forgot hers. So she has a tea towel over top of it wrapped with an elastic. And it's <laughs> hilarious. That's right. Oh, it's so so cute. that's so that's not going to be distracting the whole time. That's right. <laughs> She's going to be like pouring her heart out, and I'm going to just be giggling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're playing soccer after this? Yeah, you got it. You you're you coach and you play. So what are you doing today? Um. Yeah, I was coaching for a minute, but now I'm just playing. So playing on a team, just a rec team through the UFC. Just like a lot yeah. of international students on it. It's awesome. That's crazy. Nice. Yeah. I read your, I read your little blog about coaching soccer. Very nice. nice. Cool. Did you guys know she has a cat has a blog? No. Whoa! We, shout out to the blog. <laughs> we can shout it out. Cat, what's your Instagram? What's my Instagram? It's Shonda Loons. <laughs> shout Shonda Loons. Can you spell that for me? Yeah, S H O N D A L O O N. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Shonda. It's, okay. it's like a Fall. spam account, but it's not a spam account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I just followed you. Oh, I see your blog. Catherine oh. Rose. There it is. Dot blog. Sick. I'll check it out. Cool beans. So in case people can't already tell, me and Kat go way back. Oh, yeah. Way back. How far back we talking? Uh, You're my longest friend, I think. Really? Wow. Other than our boy Luke. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Grade five, hey? Yeah, grade five for That's sure. That's when you moved from the old Grand Prairie. That's right. That's crazy. So, wow. Yeah, grade grade five, yeah. That's We've been cool. been through it all, so and Crooks and Cat met right now. That's right. They're meeting as we speak. Yeah. And Garrett met her once at a concert. We slid through Edmonton for so that was nice but cool yeah so we met in grade five I think yeah we were in the same class though for sure that was cool yeah and then we were like quickly youth group kids together basically yeah I've seen you in your sky tops (laughs) (laughs) and the Rasta toque for like five years straight dude (laughs) (laughs) oh man Rasta toque Oh, all I, day. I had an unhealthy obsession with uh, Bob Marley, for sure. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Oh, yeah. I funny didn't how, mention fun, that. Funny how you left that out of the Get to Know Us episode. Yeah. How Little convenient. Nugget. There's a big... I still... I talk to people from like high school and people I went to school with, and that's literally all they remember about me. Didn't That's you wear crazy. that, like, Rasta toque? So, I got to know, did the Rasta toque have the built-in hair, or was it... No. No? But it did have... <laughs> oh, this is so fucked. It did have, like, the braid thing coming oh. down. Like, not supposed to be hair, but, like, that kind of toque. Oh, like yeah. the tassels on the side. Yeah. On, one yeah, on each side, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It did, right, Kat? Oh, for sure. And I wore that shit in the summer. To, oh, my. dude, did you ever wash that thing or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Joan definitely was not letting me not wash that. Shout out, oh, Joan. Man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, this podcast isn't about me. It's about cat. <laughs> Let's get off of that. Speaking of cat and style, she. Um, Always throughout my life was always first on the on the cool trends style wise. You were the first person I ever knew with an iPhone. Whoa! You you had one. You had one before they came out in Canada, if I remember correct. Holy dude! I don't remember that. You were on the wave. I remember being like hella jealous. Like, how the hell did you get that? Um, yeah, the first of a lot of style things that most everyone adopted um but i would say not to take any credit from you but i would say a lot of that is probably because you have older siblings right oh for sure that's usually how that happens yeah yeah 100 percent. yes uh how many i'm the youngest of six got four older brothers and uh, one older sister yeah yeah that's nuts and what's that age gap uh, my oldest brother is 13 years older than me. So 
sitting at 25 right now and he's 38 oh oh <laughs> that's dirty man that's so that's gnarly crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah wild and i guess i know this but the world doesn't uh tighten it fam yeah you'd say yeah, tight enough for sure. Growing up, tight enough, and we try and do family Christmas like a month early in November now because most people are married with kids, and then we try and do a yearly camping trip too. So you just gotta plan for those things and make it happen and just commit to it. But yeah, pretty yeah. tight for sure. Are is most of your family in Calgary, or you guys are kind of all spread out? Um, yeah, four of the six kids are in Calgary. The ones in Saskatoon, and then ones in America. So, but my parents are still back in Lloydminster. Where Clark and They're I grew up, dude. Clark down. is like better friends with my parents these days, man. <laughs> he sees them so much. <laughs> oh, funny. He shovels shovels the snow. Yeah, I shovel Amazing. their driveway when they so go good. away. Nice. It's a good gig. <laughs> They're real nice. That's awesome. So you you mentioned like childhoods. What was like the childhood like? I guess with that many kids, how was like? How are your parents super close with them or what's the deal with your beginnings? And you grew up in Lloyd? Yeah, I uh, was born in Moose Jaw and then moved to Lloyd when I was like going into grade two and then stayed in Lloyd for like 12-ish years, give or take. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most of life was lived in Lloydminster and that was cool. But um, I think being like the youngest of six kids they all kind of moved out pretty quick. So then it just became like four kids and then just two kids in the house. And so you kind of get a little bit of everything, but um, yeah, growing up, mm, it was good. (laughs) I think being the youngest though, you're kind of like, I guess maybe the favorite child. So I always got a lot. That was cool. But um, looking back now, I realized that just because that's right. Just because I got a lot doesn't mean that I like had exactly everything that I needed per se. And I think when you're a kid, you just want a lot of stuff. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, shoot, maybe I didn't need that. And I needed something other than material things. <laughs> so, yeah, but for sure. But no, love my siblings. Like growing up with them was awesome. My brother, him and I were always so close. My mom really wanted twins, but we were two years apart. But we would always wear like the same clothes together and match. Yeah. And that was really cool. I was that annoying younger sister. Just literally followed my brother everywhere. <laughs> he never complained about it either, dude. Good. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Well, cheers to your brother because I complained like to the most extreme level about my sister following me around. So, <laughs> really, eh? <laughs> yeah, but she's eight years younger, so fuck. Oh, that's a big gap, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's way bigger, yeah. So, no, yeah, you guys kind of mentioned youth group, so it would be safe to say that you kind of grew up like pretty heavily involved in the church, like from a young age, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Um, So my parents, when they got married, they used to be like Catholic, and then they thought it was this big thing, and they left the Catholic Church, and then they started doing some Christian stuff, which was cool. But um, by the time I came along, the sixth kid, I think my parents are kind of fed up with church, because I learned a little Mm -hmm. bit about God here and there, but we didn't really go to church that much on a Sunday morning, per se. I would kind of stop by the one church in Lloyd a little bit on Sundays, but then most of my religious experience, I'd say, was... Um, at youth group on Friday nights and then kind of hearing a little bit more about Christianity at home with my parents like I don't know praying before meals stuff like that but I don't think I really understood what like I don't know we always hear this thing in Christianity it's like it's about a relationship and not about religion but I didn't really understand that at all I think growing up and so 
Yeah. So your parents weren't ever super hard on you trying to go to church or discover that whole thing? Like it was kind of like they weren't really a part of it and they did the prayer thing at home. But other than that, it wasn't too serious. Yeah, nothing too serious, which is interesting because I talked to my older siblings and I was like, oh, what's it like for you growing up? And it was like my parents were like heavily involved in that stuff. And my older sister knew all those Bible stories. I remember going to church when I was a kid and they're talking about like, I don't know, Daniel in the lion's den or something, which is kind of a popular-ish story to hear when you're a kid at Sunday school. And I just remember Mm -hmm. sitting there being like really insecure because I didn't actually know it. Meanwhile, all these church going kids are like, oh yeah, I know that. And they've got their hands raised real high. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So never really knew that stuff um, growing up per se. Yeah. It's so weird. Like growing up with you, like you were just like, it's so weird because you were like in on church stuff like totally like as far as like group of friends and like your parents and everything is like very christian vibe but you got you guys never really went to church right i never really like paid attention to it at the time yeah even yeah it was just even in school too like all the kids at school are like oh yeah cat's like the christian kid whatever going to youth group on a friday night going to yc (laughs) youth conference (laughs) whatever youth convention every may you know doing the thing so i was that kid even though i guess it didn't really seem like it per se or like like you said jordan to the extent that i knew what that was i was it just yeah yeah totally so high so high school hits high school hits your boy Cat's like my best female friend, right? Here we are. So obviously, grad partner, right? Yo, obviously, no. yeah. <laughs> and then no. Well, I ended up leaving. Remember? I know that's what I'm shut saying. You down. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! So I was just like, yeah, like I'll be like Cat's grad partner for sure. So I don't know if we ever like planned it as hard as like some people do, but we. I feel like we talked about it like b- slightly. For sure. At some at some point, like maybe like grade nine, early grade ten. Yeah. And then, <laughs> when did you decide to move? Yeah. So grade twelve hit. Well, actually, in like middle of grade eleven, I was at a youth group event, and these like Christian people from the small town in Saskatchewan came, in Cairnport, Saskatchewan, and they were like promoting Briarcrest, this Christian college, oh, and yeah. they also promoted like the high school there. And uh, it's funny because I grew up in Moose Jaw, which is right beside Cairnport. Ended up moving to Cairnport for two years when I was in kindergarten in grade one. So then when these people came by when I was in grade 11, they're like, you can come to Cairnport and live in a dorm for a year. I was like super inspired because my life kind of seemed like it had went up in shambles for a minute or just like shifted in a way that I didn't really expect. And so I really wanted to get out of Lloyd for a year. So I peaced out. You pieced out on me is what you did. You deserted me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. And you are basi- in the middle you're basically of grade Judas 11. in this story. I know. What a weird time to leave, eh? <laughs> yeah. So do you know how many people don't already have a grad partner picked? <laughs> oh, Not <yeah>. many. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you ha- you went alone to grad? No, I didn't. So you mentioned, so what was that catalyst that took you to Karen Port then? Yeah, for sure. Because you said your life was, did you use the word in shambles? I think I said something like that, yeah. Yeah. Shambles. Yeah, so um, going into grade 10, 
Um, things kind of just started changing at school. Everyone was getting into their partying and this or that. I didn't really want to be that party kid, but realized that I had some other stuff going on in my life. And I remember going to a youth event on a Friday night and then all of a sudden just like having a crush on a girl there. And, um, yeah, started exploring a lot of stuff like that as in regards to my sexuality and, uh, started feeling a lot of things that I've never felt before and didn't really know how to navigate with it because like I said, my parents are pretty Christian and, um, weren't really into stuff like that at all. And so, I remember um, watching the news with my parents and they would always make these comments about like those freaking homosexuals. (laughs) 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 And so I was like, what the, here I am like feeling these ways. Freaking. Yeah. Freaking. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Can't say fuck. They're not going to say fuck when they're hating on the, on the homos. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And so. So this like started becoming a big part of my identity more and more and um, felt like I really couldn't tell my parents. But I was also kind of like in inner turmoil because here I'm feeling these feelings, yet I've been going to this youth group and hearing these things at home where it's like, no, that's so wrong. Like, you can't do that. Yet I've never heard it talked about anywhere before and never felt like comfortable enough that I could tell anyone and so mm-hmm. that's why I was like, wow, Karen Port, like run away to a little Christian boarding school. Like, don't mind if I do. So I, yeah, um, easy I way out, out kind of thing. I pieced out, but wow, jokes on me. That stuff ended up following me all the way five <laughs> hours south <laughs> and nothing changed. <laughs> so, so we'll get into that, but to back it up. Yeah. Um, so you met, you met someone at, at youth group. Oh yeah. How do you know, like you have a crush on a girl? Yeah. Rather than like, you just really like this homie, you know? Yeah. Good question. Cause That's, like, if you don't put, yeah, I guess just, yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, none of it was pure to begin with. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh wow, she's really cute. Like that's cute. <laughs> like none, it wasn't like pure, that at all. Sorry. Yeah. What, pure. Like it wasn't like a, I don't want to say it, what just didn't seem very healthy. It was like, wow, I want to be with this person in a way that's like physical and yeah. okay. Just, so it wasn't right. like an emotional love, like, or an emotional attraction. Sorry. It was more physical was attraction like physical than emotional. Thing. Yeah. Physical thing. Off the I, right. think for sure. I think we can all agree though. This is something super important. Whether, whatever you're talking about sexually is usually first interaction with someone, like your first thought of someone you're going to, when it comes to being attracted or a crush is usually physical because mm-hmm. you see that mm-hmm. person like across the room before he's talked to them. You're like, Oh man, she's cute or he's cute or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's important to note <laughs> whether yeah. you're whatever. Yeah. Talk about confusing where you're just like, wait, why am I attracted to this person? <laughs> like in yeah. more than a friend way, you know? Mm-hmm. And then stuff ended once you left. Yeah, yeah. So left there, um, <clears throat> which was awesome. It felt like summer camp for eight months. I don't know if any of y'all went to summer yeah. camp, living in a dorm yeah, together. Yeah. So much Justin Bieber, man. Lots of video games. It was awesome. <laughs> and we ate in a cafeteria every meal, which was kind of nasty. But also at the same time, it was amazing because I ate so much toast with butter and cinnamon sugar. <laughs> those, <laughs> those were the days, in, man. <laughs> It's like going to college a year early. Like, yeah, exactly. Tra- like, it's such an interesting thing, like, going to high school 
not at home. Yeah, it was cool. I loved it. I didn't even miss Lloyd, man. Like, didn't miss that stuff at all. Really enjoyed it. But still just, like, was trying to navigate through my sexuality and everything just kind of kept following me and nothing changed. We'll say that. was still attracted to multiple girls, trying to figure that out. By the end of the year, I ended up telling, like, three of my really close friends, three or four friends there, which would felt like such a relief, I think, because I just had never told anyone and felt so alone and... Those were the first people other than, obviously, the the person you met in youth group. Yeah, uh, I they, think... That knew about this? Yeah, I think so. And okay. uh, These people were Christian, right? Yeah, so it was a Christian boarding school, so they knew, and yeah. they were, like, totally chill with it. Actually, I ended up hmm. um, telling this one girl in college, and she, her and I were kind of like twins, and then, yeah, she, <laughs> she was going through the same thing, too. And so I was like, what, for real? And wow. so we got to navigate through that together which was really cool to kind of have someone to chat with because I just felt like so isolated. And yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, like super isolated. I don't know. It just was something we never talked about. Clark, do you ever remember talking about stuff like that in youth group? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Other than just like, like just that it was bad i guess like i don't know i i didn't know anyone personally that was gay or like struggled with any of those thoughts or anything yeah i mean so it was just i know like my upbringing like growing up in youth group and the church and everything like that like it was never really talked about like never like never like other than kind of what what you said clark like just being told like it's not okay and it's bad and it's like a sin so on so forth but there was never really any conversation around it so i can only imagine like and like for me growing up in that situation and not having those conversations or not being exposed to those conversations like it's no skin off my back because i it wasn't anything that i had anything to do with i i like I didn't have any of those feelings. So it was like whatever to me, but I could only imagine that would be a very confusing and difficult thing to navigate through having those feelings and going through that and not ever being exposed to conversations about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm super pumped. And this is like a little side note for anyone. You're definitely not the only one going through whatever you're feeling. So don't be afraid to talk to people about it. But I'm super stoked that you were able to find someone that was like sharing the same experience with you and you're able to navigate like that together because I can only imagine how maybe stressful that was thinking you're in this situation by yourself and no one's going to understand or whatever, you know? Yeah. So Mm. that's pretty sick. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think that year was really difficult too because I just was like, wow, does like did God make me like this? Like, what did I do that I'm like this? Or like, does God even love me? And and just navigating through all that, I didn't even know what, what to think about. And um, I remember one day, one night in the dorm, I was listening to like a worship album randomly. I don't really, I didn't really listen to that much worship music or anything at that time per se. I remember listening to this song that talks about how like God knows us and it's this girl singing. And I just was really touched. And in that moment, I was just like, wow, God actually loves me. And maybe he has a plan for me. <laughs> and that was cool. And I was like crying. But then afterwards, I was just like, okay, what now? <laughs> like, am I just going to keep doing this thing or like what's yeah. going on? You know, so felt like yeah. really in the dark, didn't know what like options I had in life or what I was supposed to do, you know? 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened after you graduated high school? Right, yeah. You, you came back to Lloyd for a year? Came or? back to Lloyd for a year, yeah. Didn't really right. know what I wanted to do with my life yet. I was trying to figure all that out. Um, and I ended up getting really hurt by the church, actually. Um, I got drunk for the first time in my life <laughs> in a hot yeah. tub. Um, I think other than my sexuality, too, I was like a pretty decent kid. I think I just had a lot to navigate through there. But actually, yeah. uh, maybe I was a little bit of a bully, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little I rough can, around I the edges, a, man. The more I, I reflect. to that a little bit. Oh, and you know what, Kat? I would, I would agree with you. Like, no offense, obviously. For sure. Um, I was maybe, like, too much not of a bully. I was a major pushover. So I was, like, the opposite end of the spectrum when yeah. we were growing up. Yeah. But I feel like as a like if you think about it, youngest kid, youngest girl in the family with like so you have five older brothers, is that four right four math? brothers, four. four older brothers, yeah. You gotta kinda like you're kinda fight almost back to survive. Yeah, you're kinda almost forced <laughs> to like for sure. be right? a little more like, rough around the edges and be able to kinda fend for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not so true. Not excusing it, obviously, but you just to give you a little bit of for sure grace in saying like there's probably a reason around that yeah, yeah, yeah. totally so yeah i think um kind of where i was going there i so you got I, I never drank i remember growing up as a kid being like this youth group kid being like i would never drink i would never smoke i would never swear yeah yeah <laughs> and then yeah. um yeah i got drunk in a hot tub for the first time in my life cuz two of my older brothers they were like really strong in their faith and started walking away from it and um, they started drinking and smoking and as a younger sister you literally just want to do anything that your older (laughs) brothers are doing and so I was like wow like they they're drinking I was like I waited till I was 18 to drink like this is legit ended up getting super turnt in a hot tub I didn't know I was there yo come on I didn't know it was bad to drink in a hot tub dude and all of a sudden I'm like blacked out (laughs) like puking everywhere someone's helping me and then uh, a rumor gets started that I'd like hooked up with someone at this party kind of went in the church a little bit and i was just so i was so hurt dude like literally so hurt i was like wow i was like god thinks i'm gay and the church thinks i'm hooking up with boys i was like man my (laughs) life actually sucks dude and like my parents got involved and my mom was like you don't have you don't have to go back to church if you don't want to and so literally like that just cut me to the core of my being and quit going to church after that and just started making new friends and ditched all my friends, moved out of the house for a minute for like eight months, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in Lloyd. So I just worked and partied and explored my sexuality and was like chopped off a lot of my hair and started like really, I then like trying to figure out my gender identity too. Cause I just felt like I didn't belong as like a woman, but also like couldn't mm. be a guy. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's, these days the term non-binary is so popular but i didn't even know about that word like four or five years ago yeah but if i would have known about it yo i would have been non-binary for sure oh okay yeah (laughs) if it existed back then yeah like why didn't they come up these words man but yeah that would have been me for sure like yeah Yeah. on the outside i was like starting to get like kind of popular and cool and whatever and seemed like everything was awesome because i was dating someone and living my best life yet on the inside just like very sad dating a girl right dating a girl yeah but on the inside super sad super just felt so alone and yeah like i couldn't turn to anyone you know yeah. so and were your are, yeah were your parents like apart 
of your life in a big way at that point or was it kind of like they not like you didn't yeah. really want them to be involved especially no, yeah not really they so I had moved out of their place for like eight months in with a friend and so I would literally just like smoke weed and crush alcohol I remember the first night I drank a a bottle of wine by myself I felt so proud of myself when I was playing Call of Duty in the basement <laughs> and then all of a sudden literally just puke everywhere <laughs> yeah but no like I don't think I I don't think I chilled much with my parents at that time per se and uh right. my brother was like starting to move out of the house too so it was literally just like me and the parents and I think I just kind of avoided them a little bit more because I couldn't just couldn't really tell them about where I was at so yeah yeah mm-hmm. fair enough yeah so they had no idea this whole this whole time up at this point. Oh no, dude. They had no idea yeah. for like a whole nother two years, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Gnarly. And then so what happened after that? Yeah, so um I remember actually the whole reason why I got out of Lloyd was because my older brother, that one who kind of stopped walking with God doing the Christian thing, um, I was like I had told him about my gayness <laughs> is that appropriately is that appropriate for me to say my gayness I, guess, yeah. I was like bro we're not he... politically correct don't worry <laughs> okay fair enough and i told um him and his wife i was like y'all like i i'm gay whatever all that stuff navigating trying to figure out that and they're like oh good for you be whoever you want they're like you should move to calgary because you're not in a tiny bubble in lloyd minster anymore like you can express yourself however you want here so i was like okay so then i ended up applying for school at sate i don't even know why i picked radio broadcasting but like 250 people applied and only 25 of us got in. And so ended up moving to Calgary. Um, and that was cool. Still kind of dating this girl and navigating through all that. And yeah, went to school in Calgary and just like lived another wildlife, just continuing mm-hmm. on from Lloydminster. So yeah. Nothing really changed there. No. I just, Other than you just being more free. I guess. Oh, dude, so free. <laughs> like, <laughs> so free. It was crazy. Literally, if I, if I ever did well on an assignment, I was like, wow, let's get drunk. Dude, that's when that song going up on a Tuesday came out. Literally drunk every Tuesday night. Like, <laughs> Literally, the song comes on. You're like, wow, can't not go up tonight. Yeah. Uh, no, for real, though. If I did bad on an assignment, it's like, well, let's get turned or did well. Let's get drunk. Yeah. Smoking lots of weed, whatever. Just like, wow, you felt so free to be away from your parents and all that stuff. And like, I remember too being like, wow, Christians have never felt this way before. Like they can't drink alcohol or smoke weed and they're like so (laughs) missing out. (laughs) I'd be like so wasted. And then just like, I don't know. I just thought that Christians totally had it wrong and that they were so messed up and judgmental and all that stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. So you teared it up in broadcasting school, which is really... I don't know. I I know you said you don't know why you did it, but that's I know such why. a cool. I know why cool you did thing it. to do. Doing it so right. This is radio. This is my radio broadcasting right here. Exactly for all that Every, I've ever worked. It out was for. just leading up to this to your this moment, yeah. your Zoom with my- recorder with a tea towel over it. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. God works in mysterious ways. Come <laughs> on, y'all. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. So it was like, so, uh, I guess being gay or whatever was really easy in Calgary. Yeah, for sure. Like every, everyone in all my, everyone in my classes knew all my friends knew. It was like the first thing, if anyone would ask me about myself, they'd be like, yeah, like, tell me about you, Kat. And I'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm gay. 
And I, like, I literally couldn't, I couldn't identify any other way. I wasn't like, I'm like a really great trendy person. person. I don't know. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know whatever I would, could only identify through my sexuality. I felt like, and it was the most dominating thing for sure in my life. So, yeah. Huh. Which is arguably a pretty dangerous place to be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, after towards the end of the first year of radio school, I uh, I started getting into harder drugs, actually, which is crazy. And so there's just like this moment where alcohol isn't good enough anymore and smoking weed isn't good enough anymore. I think I was just so hurt, like I said, and just needed kind of any little release to make me yeah. feel better or kind of looking for love, I guess, because at the end of the day, I just needed a whole whack load of love. And so mm-hmm. started getting to the harder drugs and... So Thursday night, do like a butt ton of drugs. Friday morning, I go to Good Friday church service with my family. And I'm like, why am I here, dude? Like, what is going on with my life? Like, I didn't sleep all night. I don't know why I'm here. And then that Friday night ended up doing a lot more drugs and had like probably the craziest experience of my life, I'd say. And um, that really kind of, I think, changed things in a really dramatic way yeah long story short i tripped hard on mushrooms um i'd never felt like so isolated or hurt and rejected in my life because the people i were with i was with didn't want to be with me anymore and ended up calling out to god randomly while i was sitting on this deck at like three in the morning i couldn't breathe i didn't know what time it was or anything and like i felt like i was gonna die or suffocate and and i'd never felt so lonely or rejected in my life and uh this thought came into my head like oh maybe god can help me (laughs) and in that moment dude i was so desperate like that i just threw my hands up called out to god and believe it or not he actually sobered me up for like five minutes and so moments before that Literally everything was changing colors. I couldn't breathe. I was manic, like manic, dude. Felt like I was crapping my pants. I was like, what's going on? Running around, trying to find a toilet. Feel like I'm melting into the ground. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was sober. And so, yeah, that night was crazy. I ended up coming out to my parents while I was high on mushrooms. The mushrooms kicked back in eventually. Ugh. Called my mom and my brother. Praise God, my brother was there. I was like, yo, pick me up. I'm having a really bad night. And then they picked me up, my mom and my brother. My mom's like, are you on drugs? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, can you just pray for me though like I'm just like literally weeping in this like ball of mess and so my mom and my brother would pray for me and they didn't even say anything crazy they're just like god help cat like I don't know WTF is going on but please help her (laughs) and and it was crazy dude I was tripping so hard on these drugs but like anytime they would pray for me I would see like this weird thing come and like land on my body and I'd feel totally at peace and then all the drugs and stuff would literally leave me and it was the wackiest experience anytime they'd pray for me so then we got home and my dad was sitting there. It's like four in the morning now. He's like, Kat, do you have something you want to say? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gay. Basically said that to them. And my dad was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said, man. Oh, my gosh. And then my mom was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> like literally had no idea, dude. My hair is like the shortest. I'm literally like yeah. the dykiest kid you've ever met in the whole wide world. And my mom's like, no. <laughs> like, yo, oh boy. yo, to back. I don't know. Like, I know you, you would say like, it's so obvious, but even when I found out, which was like how many years prior to them finding out, I feel like I found out late and like everyone that obviously already knew just called me an idiot. They were just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, that's not surprising at all. But I was so surprised. Oh, for real. How's your gay yeah. now, though? Oh, it's decent now. 
But I at f- the time, like I'm, I'm this kid. Like you gotta look at it from my perspective and your parents' perspective as well. Like they raised you and like they've seen you grow up and stuff. And like I was literally our friendship for the first bit was our friendship for the first bit was like basically in youth church Sunday school all this stuff so I just never thought it a possibility and like we said earlier it was never talked about so I was just like there's no way yeah and yeah yeah, I got really chirped hard by my uh by people at the time because they were just like you're an idiot for not knowing like I found out way too late Uh, (laughs) yeah bummer yeah so that that night was pretty nutty um, I would say that like I really met God in a real way, but also my parents ended up going to bed that night and kind of like rejected me and they were quite grossed out that their daughter was gay and like into drugs because they didn't know any of that stuff at all. And so they ended up going to bed. Um, my brother stayed up with me and he is awesome. We were actually like reading Bible verses together while I was tripping hard on these drugs. And I'm like reading the Bible. It's like down below me, but the words are like floating in the air. <laughs> It was, like, actually the weirdest night of my life, dude. I still can't really figure out what happened. But, yeah, like, I think some real stuff happened there that was really crazy. And, um, but didn't didn't go and be a Christian right after that because I was like, wow, my parents hate me still. And I thought Christians couldn't have fun or do drugs. So, didn't want that. So, you still wanted to do drugs after that? Oh, yeah, you dude. You weren't scared straight? No, I remember... <laughs> Like you had brought up a few minutes ago, I like ended up trying to do mushrooms again like a week later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally couldn't even do it. that was when you were with me. Oh my gosh. Chance the Rapper, dude. Oh, never sounded so bad. <laughs> Just in that moment, I was so scarred. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So that was crazy. But um, eventually my life kind of took this turn where I could um, just date girls and kind of live a life with them and like do that thing and be with a girl or I could kind of start fresh and that after a couple months of me just really like man having the worst relationship ever with my parents like just sneaking around couldn't do anything without them finding out but like they hated everything I did basically and I felt just kind of like I don't know I was like I really love my friends and people that are involved in my life but I just felt really empty because my family wasn't a part of my life you know so I kind of yeah. like took a step back from all that stuff. It correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of became like a choice between your relationship with a girl or your parents. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly it. And so I and was that like, was kind of the turning point for sure. hundred percent. I was either going to do this thing and like live that gay lifestyle, or I could kind of start fresh and see where life would take me. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was during that time that I just kind of remembered that crazy trip that I had on that Easter week. And I was like, oh, I think God's real. <laughs> and I think he's kind of like trying to knock on my heart or something. I don't really know. So so I just yeah. like stopped dating and just like took a step back and kind of got into church. Like someone randomly from Calgary was in Lloyd that summer and was like, you should come to this church. And I was like, okay. So I went there and it was like pretty cool. But it's like I was back at square one again, dude, because here I am, like, the gayest kid in the church. Like, can't tell anyone that I'm gay because no one talks about being gay in church. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Even like, the- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, turning up on Friday, Saturday, going to church on Sunday. And, like, church is cool. Like, I was really vibing with it. But it's just, like, 
I don't know, I remember, like, trying to read my Bible or this or that. I'm like, is this what being a Christian is, dude? Like, I'm just going to do drugs all the time and then go to church and kind of feel guilty and stupid. Or what? <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, yeah. was was there, like, a, a point where it, like... Was, I guess, was there a turning point where you're just like, all right, like, I'm... I'm done the whole drug scene. Was there a specific turning point or was it more of a gradual thing? Yeah. So there was definitely a turning point. Um, After doing the church thing for like eight months, uh, I had like six weeks off randomly where I had all these different adventures planned and it was super crazy. So I was in Lloyd for a couple weeks and then I remember going to the mountains with some hippies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't remember much of it though, TBH. And then I was going to go and meet my brother in America who's like a Christian kind of missionary dude who tells people about Jesus for a living. I was going to go to Mexico and then go to this music festival, all this stuff. So one week I'm in the mountains doing a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) And then literally like three days later, I'm at this like Christian retreat center called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And my brother, and I actually, I was supposed to visit my sister who also lived in Kansas City at the time. And I was supposed to stay with her. But then Ivan, my brother was like, yo, Kat, like, why don't you just chill at this Christian base and like, just partake in all the festivities? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I was super hungover, dude, like, and I was just really angry. But I had like told God that at the start of that week, I was like, hey, God, like, I was all in for whatever my friends had for me last week. And I was like, so whatever you have for me this week, I'll be all in for you. And um, just told him that right there. And he met me, man. He was like, I hear you. And uh, yeah, that was the week that everything changed. That was like four years ago in May. And I think that week I just like met God as my father. And I think growing up, man, you kind of hear about God. So there's like a trinity in Christianity. There's like God the Father and then Jesus the Son. And then there's this dude named the Holy Spirit. And I think we like Jesus is cool and all that stuff, but I just didn't know that God wanted to be my father. And growing up, I think I watched a lot of Simpsons and like God's like got his big robe on and his sandals (laughs) and his beard, man. And he's just like super distant and apathetic, you know, and just like there. But that week I just met God as like my father and it just became really real to me. And um, one more thing that really stuck out to me that week was... Um, So these people, depending on what kind of Christian circles you go to, I guess, they, like, do crazy things. (laughs) And they're like, hey, (laughs) they wanted to practice some crazy, crazy things on me. They wanted to prophesy over me, which means, like, you just kind of hear God's voice for other people, I guess. (laughs) Crux is like, I know about this all too well. (laughs) And so they started prophesying over me, man, while I'm super hungover, and I was, like, if these guys hear God's voice, then they're just going to be like, yo, Kat's like such a drug addict. She's super gay and super manly. <laughs> but they actually didn't say any of that stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And so there's three things that really stuck out to me when these people said this stuff to me. The one guy was like, Kat, I see your identity struggle being over. And at first I was like, bro, WTF are you talking about? I was like, I'm so secure in my identity, like step off. And then the second guy, he gave me a Bible verse from some book in the New Testament. And he was like, it talks about like disciplining yourself for godliness. And he's like, Kat, I see you like going into a gymnasium with God and like getting fit and becoming like, I don't want to say a super Christian, but just like knowing like what it means to be a Christian and being really into that stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Then this person, like in her mind's eye, whatever that means, she, um, she saw a picture of me climbing a mountain. And she said in this picture, I was climbing this mountain. It was so hard. And I was trying to climb up this mountain. And as I started climbing more, I started running and all these scars and these scabs that I'd been carrying for years started flying off of me. And so I remember just leaving that 
being like, well, that's crazy. And after kind of meeting God as my father that week, that was like when I really just surrendered my life to him. Cause I was like, wow, you actually love me. And I think that's what I was looking for all along was like love and acceptance. And I went to the, to, to drugs to find it. I went to women to find it, went to everything, but it just didn't really meet me in the ways that I needed. And so when I, I guess, really met God in that sense that he kind of started to change things. And that's when I would say I like really surrendered my life to him and wanted to do that thing. So that's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Why, why, wham, gotcha. And you didn't even have to go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a student. <laughs> yeah. So, so I get, so now currently it's safe to say that you do not identify as gay now. Yeah. Like, how do you navigate these feelings of physical, like, feelings? And then you're like, but I'm super down with God. Right. For sure. Now, so, you know, like that, there's that turning point. Was there a turning point in your sexuality or your sexual, sexual orientation or your non-binariness? Oh yeah. Non-binariness. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Cause as I started like reading the Bible, like crazy that summer, when I first became a Christian, I'd just go to the park and longboard and listen to worship music or talk to God or whatever. Um, I actually, like, yeah, I was going to church, but actually church wasn't even, like, the main part of my thing with God. It was, like, me at the park with God and me reading the Bible and me just, like, chilling on my bike and just living life with God. And I think that's really what changed me. But it was during that time when I started reading the Bible like crazy and just kind of felt really strongly like, oh, like, I'm not going to be gay forever. And, like, this isn't what God has for me. And so um, it was during that time when God... to interrupt you, sorry... Before that point, were you of the belief that, like, being gay is, like, uh, it's not a choice? Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, okay. It is, is is that what you're... Before this moment of realization, reading the Bible, before then, you that was your opinion? Yeah, I think, yeah, back in the day, so I thought I was, like, pretty in that lifestyle, and I thought I would marry a woman, 100%. I was like, I'm going to marry yeah. a girl. This is, like, what it's going to be like. And you were born gay. You're like, I was Yeah, born I don't way. think, I don't, I had never Lady really Gaga, figured that shout out. out. Shout out Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gaga. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know if I had quite figured that out yet. Actually, I have, like, this voice memo on my phone. I used to take voice memos all the time when I was just baked, and I was just listening to this one the other day, and... <laughs> Just like being really emo, but also talking about like my sexuality and how there was part of me that still wished that something would change, even though I didn't know how it would or how it could. And so, yeah, I think at the end of the day and like even when I was a kid, dude, I remember always fantasizing about like marrying a dude in kindergarten when I had a crush on this kid. I would literally have a nap with my mom every day and be like, I'm going to marry this kid. (laughs) So I think that's like what I always wanted growing up. And then it just like shifted there and totally identified gay and thought I would marry a woman but it's interesting so when it got really personal for me and I felt God kind of speaking to me and was like Kat like you don't have to be gay anymore like you can give me that and ah, I'll say the word and I can change you (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it's interesting because after I came out to my family on that Easter weekend they literally all called me and told me their stance on homosexuality (laughs) they're like they're like Kat we love you but we don't love the sin that you're in like we don't love the way that you're acting or my other siblings like Kat do whatever the heck you want dude like we don't care and so the sinner hate the sin yo that's it Mm. there it is and so it wasn't until I heard it like for myself personally from God and my own little relationship with him that I was like okay I can give you this God 
And so it was interesting that summer I like got off social media for four months because I think it just like ate me up and I wanted to be like those perfect Instagram girls, even though it, like mm -hmm. that wasn't my vibe at all. But I remember looking at their lives and being like, wow, they're so beautiful. They have like so much purpose and meaning in their life and like whatever they have, like I want it. And so it wasn't until I started reading the Bible that God was like, no, Kat, like you're so beautiful and you have so much purpose and meaning to your life. Like you don't have to look to these women to satisfy those things because like whatever you're looking for is already inside of you because I've created you like that. And so that summer was like radical where I remember just kind of giving my thoughts to God. I'd be like, okay, God, not even like my thoughts towards women per se, but I think I would just like think about anything kind of inappropriately. So I remember back in the day, someone could say something that's not even like sexual at all. And like my mind would just go there like instantly. And so mm -hmm. someone as, as three dudes that are Does that happen? used to be teenage boys, <laughs> yeah. we can relate uh, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Right. And so it's, like, <laughs> it's interesting. So I would just give like all my thoughts to God. Cause I realized that as a Christian, I was like, I just don't want to, I don't know. I just don't want to think about people that way, whether it's a guy or a girl. I just don't want to. I just want to be nice to people and have like good thoughts in my mind. And so, what after, does go for it for those who may be confused? What does giving all your thoughts to God look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so anytime I would like think about um, a girl in a way that was maybe not super honoring. So like in a way where it's just like, Oh, I want to just hook up with someone or do this or, that. or even, or even a guy. Yes. Lust. Is that a word? That's the word. And then I would just be like, Hey God, like this thought, if like, if I'm a Christian and you live inside of me and that's what it means for me to be a Christian, then like, I don't think those thoughts are real legit for me to be having. So I'm just going to like toss that your way. So I just did that like really nonchalantly for a couple months uh, while getting off social media. And there, I remember looking at a girl who I'd normally have a crush on. I think I was at Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I was at the Nicki Minaj concert, man. They didn't put her butt on the big screen, though, and I was really sad about that. <laughs> That's why you go to a Nicki Minaj concert. <laughs> Real. Yeah, but I remember, like, looking at these girls who I'd normally have a crush on, and I remember, like, double, triple, quadruple looking because there was, like, no attraction in the way that it used to be. Wow. Yeah. Mm, and that was like crazy and like i said i think i was starting to find those things in me that god had placed in me that i couldn't see before yeah so yeah that was crazy so, so in your experience you'd say that like god shifted your sexuality is that possible yeah for sure i'd say that um a big yeah. A big Bible verse that I really love comes from like the book of Romans and it says something along the lines of like, it's like, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can test like what God's appropriate will is for your life. And I think back in the day in my party days, I would just like, okay, whatever everyone in the world wants to do. So I, I don't know when you're 18, what do you do? You party and you get drunk and you just turn up and have fun with your life and this or that. And that's what I used to do. But then when I became a Christian, God was like, no cat, like there's a different way that I want you to live now. So you can live my way. And like, I will change your mind about things essentially. Uh, okay. And so I would say like, that's kind of what happened. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. And along those same lines too, like started learning more about like what it means to be a woman, started like growing out my hair more. And it wasn't this thing where I like forced myself to wear girly clothes or anything like that. I was like just going to ask you that if it felt forced. Yeah, no, none of it felt forced. It's been like the craziest journey over the last four years because now I feel like pretty comfortable in my femininity and actually love dressing girly. 
But, like, it was so cool because I would, when I was first a Christian, like, still just rocking all my camo vibes and everything. And it was, like, sick. And I loved <laughs> it. And that was so cool. I was, like, this little gangster chick. And, um, and then just brother. totally. And then just, like, naturally started changing to, like, more feminine things. And it didn't mm-hmm. ever feel forced. Which was cool. So. So, something I've always wondered, and you may have mentioned this to me when it a while back when it happened but what was the reaction um to like people in your old life or maybe gay people you knew at that time when you like i thought about this today like uncame out of the closet yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing like like you were because i remember you like posted your testimony I, i think somewhere online and I remember you telling me you got like hella pushback from some people that had accepted you, Christians and not, that were just like, oh yeah, we love you for who you are. Like being a, you can be gay and you can be a Christian. Um, and you got like, was there like pushback there saying like, oh no, Kat, you're, you're gay. Like you need to go back to being gay kind of thing. Yeah, for like, sure. They didn't really believe that you had really changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that friend from that boarding school who I'd confided in, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. they saw the testimony video. And actually, we ended up going for coffee. They were so offended. They're like, Kat, after how far we've come and like with the LGBTQ stuff in the church, like how could you do this with your life? And I was like, what? <laughs> and then they ended up like disowning me as a friend, actually, which was crazy. Just for it was me, like, like a personal like, attack. Yeah, just for me, like sharing my story, I guess, and like having a change of heart. So that was crazy. But yeah, for sure. Over the, I think my friends at first, they were really confused. They're like, what is going on here? (laughs) But I kind of fell off the earth for a solid few months and then came back as like this kind of girl who loves God type thing and just was able to really reconstruct my life in that sense. And all of my old friends from back then, I guess other than that one situation, but like, we're still all homies. Like I'll hang out with some of them and it's cool. Some of them like aren't really a part of my life anymore. And it's not in a bad way where they're like, ew, cat's a Christian or like, I'm like, ew, they do drugs. It's like, whatever. I, um, yeah, it was crazy. I went that week after I became a Christian. Um, I went to a music festival, (laughs) like my first ever one, Sasquatch, and it was so dope. Oh, man. Kendrick Lamar, Lana Del Rey. I watched Lana Del Rey in the middle of her set just pull out a cigarette and start smoking. And I was like, you're so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was sick. So that was really cool. But, like, did a butt ton of drugs that week and, like, just partied hard. And then met all these cool Americans. And that next year ended up going back to that music festival as a Christian and did, like, no drugs. Didn't touch alcohol or anything. And, like, didn't even feel like... I needed to do that, which I feel like that was a really crazy victory for someone like me who was like low key addicted to that stuff for years, you know? So mm-hmm. I really loved that. And I remember all my friends in America were like, Kat, you're like an angel now. Like, what's up with you? I was like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that I was think, cool. I think both ways, like just, just as people need to understand maybe like someone who calls, calls himself a Christian and identifies as gay as well. Just like we need to kind of like give them grace and understanding for their journey. It's only fair that they do the same for you. So if they're like someone from your old, old life, quote, quote unquote, and they know you as gay cat or party, partying cat, and you decide like, no, that life's not for me. And you believe (laughs) 
I believe that you believe wholeheartedly that you've had like a, a 180 change. Um, and so they need to respect that as well. Like, because Ray, when you, when you're telling your story where you say that like God literally switched your sexuality or your, your sexual orientation, I just heard all the people that are getting offended yeah, <laughs> yeah. by that. Right. Yeah. And so Cause then there's if, ultimately no difference between the people that get angry at someone saying that they're gay and Christian and someone who is gay and not a Christian hearing you say it like, like God changed me and I believe it. And this is who I am now. Like them getting pissed off at that and getting angry and offended and judging you for that. Like it's just a very hypocritical thing. And I think everyone needs to be willing to listen to different perspectives and different stories. And like Clark said, have grace for that and understanding and, and listen to people's stories and hear them out rather than just yeah. jumping to a fence right away. And, and I think it would be different too, if you were like hateful towards that community or like disregarded them as like people or, or went like so far on the other side. But I like, I know you have love for like that entire community and, and all your old friends and everything, right? Like you have no, nothing but love for them. Yeah, for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. So we've kind of gone a while, so we can couple more questions and then we can wrap her up. But, um, so along those lines, so, so what if someone, so, so in those conversations, did you have people that would say like, well, cat, like I'm gay, but I'm a Christian too. Like, why can't you be both? Did you have people give you that perspective? And in that, do you believe it is possible or not? Right. For sure. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's possible. I mean, yeah, you guys have talked about how like you believe in Jesus and it's like that confession that you make with your mouth where you believe in Jesus. So, I mean, at the end of the day, for sure, I think you can be gay and Christian. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because when you meet a gay Christian, how do they identify first? They're gay first and then they're a Christian. And it's like the gay thing is still Mm -hmm. that core part of their identity that they can't seem to just give it away and seek the Christian identity more. And so I think it for even for me, the more I sought to be a Christian, the less my gay identity was. Like it was this big yeah. thing and then it just shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and then my Christian identity became bigger and bigger and bigger to a point where like the gay thing wasn't really there anymore. So, last question that I have. I'm very interested in this. So, and I guess what you just answered may answer this question as well but so do you think that there's like room for like gay affirming viewpoints in christianity like people who are affirming of being gay and a christian or gay affirming churches or whatever or like some people some more conservative people would say like whoa that's dangerous like we gotta draw a line a hard line somewhere like we can't be affirming like we said before like we can love the sinner but we gotta hate the sin right so do you think although you might say like for you in your journey 
you, your journey led you to like, okay, as long as I'm with God, I'm not gay, right? Like he kind of f- Christianese warning freed you from that. Mm. But do you believe that like there's room for that view of being gay affirming within Christianity? Or do you think it's like a dangerous thing that we go a little too far on? Yeah, that's tough. Um, actually, um, I really love God, but I actually don't even go to church these days. Like, I just totally quit yeah. being a part of organized religion. Um, I actually, yeah. I work with some Christian chaplains during the school year, so there's like a religious activities that we participate in, for sure. But I don't know, I think mm-hmm. in my heart, I'm just like, I think the church is kind of wacky on so many things, <laughs> which you guys for sure agree on. But um yeah. I think, yeah. I think though, like back when I was really navigating through my sexuality, I really wanted a place just to belong and to be accepted, mm-hmm. you know? So if I would have found that in the church more, I feel like I would have been like, oh, these guys actually like approve of me. And like, I don't know, maybe not approve of me, but they like, they want me here and I'm loved and I'm welcome. And I think that probably wouldn't have been something so great. Like say if our youth group talked about sexuality more growing up, maybe I would have felt more comfortable to tell someone, you know, yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm navigating through. And like, yeah. and then you would have you would have like you can't say for sure but you would have dodged so much heartache and like so much Hurt. drugs and partying like mm-hmm. stuff that you just masked because you would have been able to be like okay I can actually be I'm in a group of Christians that I can just tell yeah yeah and they're not going to like freak out cuz that's what we all know that's what would have happened yeah is there would have been some conversion therapy vibes freak yeah, out yeah yeah, out. I, I, I think, and I, and I really like kind of what you said before about how, like, you, you focused when you became a Christian. You f- just focused on like really being a Christian and getting to know God in a way that was real for you, and then things kind of just changed naturally for you. And that's that's kind of like a viewpoint that I've always held with this topic is like and so many people are so like so many christian people as soon as i find out someone close to them is gay or even if they're not close to them as soon as they find out someone's gay they're just like okay i need to change this person whereas in my opinion it should be i need to love this person and accept this person and treat them with love and compassion and grace and if i believe in this god that i say that i do if I believe in his love and his power, then if that person needs to change, God will take care of that. And yep. that person should be able to just be in a community where they're loved and treated correctly and treated with grace and compassion. And if they change, then they'll change in the right ways, not because someone's forcing them to change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that like- that's super important. It's like you said earlier, Kat, it became to a point where like your identity was your faith and not your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you do that, when that's your first priority, then everything else kind of dominoes into it. Yeah. And arguably when you put your sexuality first, it dominoed into your life as well. There's one more thing I'd love to add. Um, when it comes yeah. to that, though, like when God 
when I started like doing the Christian thing, when God was like, Kat, like you don't have to identify this way anymore. Like I can change you kind of like I said, um, there was a choice that I had to make there where I was like, okay, God, I want to do this thing with you. And I want to give you these thoughts because I agree that like, I believe that your Bible says what it says. And I was like, I remember that I had this amazing experience with you in America when I was with my brother. And like, I feel like I really met you for the first time. So I just trust that you're the same. And I made this conscious decision where it's like, okay, I want to follow Jesus and I'm not going to go by my feelings for a minute here. And so there was like an actual battle where I had to be pretty deliberate with my life and be like, okay, no, I actually want to surrender my life to God and really give him everything. And I think even when you say that in our culture, it's like, what? Like, I think we're so not into that these days. It's like, well, I'll give my life to God or like do what he wants me to do. I think we just get a little weirded out by that because we just want to live our own lives, right? But I will add that yeah. in a sense, there was a moment there where it seemed like really intense. And I was like, no, God, I want to give it to you. And then he just met me in that. And now it's like this, like you said, Jordan, if there's a Christian word we want to use where I've experienced just a lot of freedom in my sexuality <laughs> to a place where yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't hold me back anymore. It's not in control of me. It's like right. this thing that's just, yeah, chilled out. That's yeah. cool. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. So... I'm curious about this. You mentioned like um, your experience in Kansas and stuff. Uh, what do you believe? Because I've heard various things on this, so I'm just curious your answer. What do you, what do you believe the Bible says about homosexuality? Yeah, I think like I think, in your interpretation of it, because yeah, we can all agree there's different for sure in my perceived truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, I would say it's wrong. Um, Okay. I think at the end of the day, like the Bible is so about life and like things just growing and bringing more life. And at like, as Christians we're called to like be fruitful and multiply the earth, <laughs> which involves like having kids and this or that. And I think like, oh, okay. as a, I don't know, I believe like the Bible is like God's word and that people were inspired by God when they wrote it. And so if they wanted to add something in there about two girls or two guys that they probably would have put that there. So, yeah, but wouldn't you are, wouldn't you be able to argue that culturally at the time there was like literally no homosexuality like that was out there? So why would they add in the two girls and two guys when culturally that just didn't exist? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's mentioned a couple times in the New Testament. I mean, once or twice in the Old Testament too, in like Leviticus, oh. I don't know, like crazy vibes, <laughs> Okay. which I yeah. don't really know much about the Old Testament per se. But in the New Testament, I think they mention it once in like Timothy and Romans, which talks a little bit about like you talks about how like you used to practice homosexuality and such were you, but you were cleansed and this or that and changed and oh, okay. all this yada, yada. But I think at the end of the day, like my goal isn't to make people ungay. And so, like, right. whenever we start having conversations about sexuality, I just, like, I almost want to take a step back, you know, because that becomes yeah. people's, like, oh, you think it's wrong, therefore, like, I don't want to hear anything else from you. So I'm just like, oh, let's yeah. just not have this conversation. How about we get to know, totally. like, the other facets of God, like, the fact that he created yeah. you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he's cool. <laughs> and wants to enjoy <laughs> life with you, man. Like, wants to go ripping on my longboard with me or swing on the swings or just play guitar you know like that stuff's the cool stuff and then get down to the nitty-gritty later in your own personal relationship with him yeah that's, that's cool that that's the important part right is like i would totally agree like once you start like getting because then it becomes like a team thing it's yeah. like okay i'm i'm t team christian i hate the gays well i'm team non-christian and 
the gays should be do it be able to do whatever they want like it's it becomes this very like team oriented thing and then once you go on go on teams then like personal experiences and journeys and people just trying to figure their shit out just goes and to your point stuff that's actually important like yeah. most important falls to the wayside and then it's like okay what are we talking about here we're just talking about teams basically yeah mm, and yeah. and i i think that's just like a lot of that is just natural human nature like humans love to rally against like a certain viewpoint or a certain thing that they're told is not okay or or is a bad thing like for instance christians so many christian not all christians but so many christians love to rally around a good sin whether it would be swearing drinking or yeah. premarital sex or homosexuality whatever they view is like like a really big deal like in a bad way they love to rally around around that thing when there's so many amazing so many more amazing things that they could and should be focusing on like you were saying like man like you guys are talking so much about this amazing god that loves us so much like why don't we focus on that and talk about that and explore that rather than focusing on these yes or no things or these little rule book things to follow and that's just going to ultimately push people away from it and i think that it's causing more harm than benefit in a lot of situations i think yeah yeah and it re- it really doesn't matter either like those things are so pointless the bigger picture is life and beautiful things that if you will god has created for us or whatever like those things are the ones that matter not all these little major or these little minor issues that they're just pointless mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i mean they may not be pointless but we could go in circles all day yeah. you know like yeah <laughs> and i guess that's what we have a podcast for is just to go in circles with people. <laughs> yeah. I think the, a saying I love is don't, don't major on the minor issues. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's cool because like, I think like you and I cat are, we're pretty good friends, I would say. And so I would think, I think, you know, that I disagree on like a few things, even that you've said on this podcast, but like, I I actually enjoyed hearing your perspective on a lot of it and just like learning what makes you think that way because that's an important thing to think about too when yeah. talking about these things is like why does she think this way, right? Yeah. yeah. Not just like, no, she's judgmental, she's an idiot. Like, no, like well, let's get down to why you think this. And I think that answers pretty clear in what you've said on why you think these things and i think that's perfectly respectable yeah Yeah, absolutely and like the whole reason like kind of what clark was saying there like and we didn't we may all have different views than you on this certain situation or topic but we didn't bring you on here to debate with you and try and convince you that we're right or you try to convince us that you're right we came on here to have a conversation about it and hear a different perspective that we may not share or maybe in certain things we do share but it's just so cool like clark was saying like that the whole purpose of this is just to hear your story not necessarily 
for us to try and change your mind or vice versa. It's just to share each other's stories and experiences with different things and just expand our views on certain things. And it's just, I don't know. I love that. I love having conversations like this where we can just be open-minded and hear different sides of different coins. I think it's super valuable. Yep. And let's not forget all four of us had entirely different views like five years ago than we do now (laughs) on this topic and many others. Yeah. So it, and that's, that's also okay. To yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Cool. You're always learning, taking in new information, and that's going to change your views on things all the time. The amount of information everyone takes in every single day is insane. And so, of course, you're not going to have the same thoughts and views on things that you did even four months ago, let alone four years ago. Yep. True. Well, I'm honored that you guys put me on the pod, so it's great. Thanks so much for coming on, Kat. That was really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, that's good. Thanks, guys. Well, well, well. That was a pretty awesome episode. Shout out to Kat for joining us and talking about her experience. I think it's a super interesting topic, and I think that uh, surrounding interesting, potentially controversial topics like this with more conversation is the best thing you could possibly do next week we got a good friend of mine parker coming on the podcast he uh, has a little bit of a different perspective on this certain topic and i think that you guys are really going to enjoy his take on it and his ideas and his story Uh, in the meantime go ahead and follow us on social media at third wheel pod screenshot you listening to this episode on whatever platform you're streaming it on and tag us in your instagram stories we love seeing people listening to it and love hearing what you guys think about it thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next time peace ciao baby